0: welcome back this is episode 29 of the new dawn podcast ndp for those that use the abbreviation i am the host and commissioner of the msr timbo man i like this panel that i have tonight some familiar voices and faces names the whole nine i got Kylo in the building with me tonight Kylo, what's going on man.
1: what's up man good to be here
0: all right and also in the building jugs we call him juggernaut 08 what's up babe
1: man it's good to be here i'm
2: excited
0: and also we call him wakanda king of wakanda my man my brother how you feeling all right man it's playoff time time to get to it (laughs) and that's exactly what we're gonna do we gotta go waste your time anymore folks we appreciate you all joining us here whatever streaming service you listen on we are looked at by Spotify also on Apple or wherever you listen to the podcast man it has been a great season in the MSR hashtag MSR24 on Twitter we just wrapped up the 24th season in the MSR League man it, it, it was it was all over the place stats numbers scoreboards I mean it, it, it the works has happened but now we are in to the meat and potatoes of the season where it all matters most The postseason. This is the playoff time, and we are in the uh, midst of the wild card round. Have one game left to decide who is going to move on to the divisional round. Let's catch up right with some of the scores from around the league. We had in the AFC an upset right away. That was the first game we saw in the AFC wild card with the Oakland Raiders losing to eduardo one of the younger members in the msr and the new england patriots well con i'm gonna start with you on this one man just from what you saw in the matchup you know we all knew that uh that uh, defense could be a little leaky from time to time could have issues giving up the big play it wasn't that the scoreboard was it was, was, was very tame right it was you know it was a 20 i believe it was 23 23 to 20 uh ty- excuse me 27 to 20 matchup uh and, and eduardo had as we started to see down the last quarter of the season, he was finding himself within the league. Uh he can't play. We we talk about this off air that he he's a user that uh you know can catch you slipping and is very solid enough to, you know, to 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 stay on top of. Just break down that game. Uh because for one, I looked at it as an upset. You know, Samoan is one of the heavy hitters, one of the guys around the league that could put up points, really be aggressive. He had an outstanding season with his rookie quarterback and rookie receiver, Jalen Hurts and Henry Ruggs. And then you can also not forget Josh Jacobs. But he was hell-tamed, 20 points. Speak about it, man.
3: We got to call the Week 17 game, myself and Hop, uh, to close the regular season where he actually won the division, that playing game against Muck. And like I was saying during the broadcast, man, he kind of, if he keeps the car on the road, he's actually one of our better defensive users in the league. I know that he's one of our youngest members, if not the youngest member in the community. But when he's a, when he's made the change to Jared Stidham, at quarterback from Cam Newton, he's been able to stay balanced. And he's been able to run the ball with Sonny Michelle, and that's made it a time of possession game for him. And he's actually a, uh, one of the better defensive users. And he kind of showed that in the playoff game. You know, Simone had been saying that he's been having issues on defense, but really the offense is really what kind of underwhelmed. You know, Hurts had the two uh, turnovers and then Jacobs was under 75 yards for the game. So he was able to limit rugs in the passing game. And that's kind of the formula when you're, you know, playing that high-powered Las Vegas Raiders offense. But as far as Ed, man, I really wasn't surprised the back half of the season, I mean, between you know him, Kylo, myself, and a couple others, he he had a really good finish to the regular season. Um, and for you know Stidham, he only had two incompletions, one of them being an interception. Um, for the balance of the game, he really outplayed him. He made one mistake um, in the red zone, and then uh, a really bad play call, I thought, um, on the first drive that he had to the red zone. Otherwise, it could have been worse I, I would argue that this the score the alt ulti- the end score didn't really show how he controlled the game pretty pretty much the balance of the game
0: yeah yeah you, you look at uh some of the stats from the matchup you got sony michelle as you spoke about he was the bell cow he was the man from start to finish 23 carries over 180 yards on the ground plus two tds also got a tight uh touchdown to his tight end uh asasi uh that helped out for stidham it, it what i noticed in that matchup and kyle i'm gonna come to you right after this what i what what what, what Kind of piqued my interest was, you know, I spoke about it. Down in the last quarter of the season, Eduardo was really picking up his play. Uh, even in some of the losses that he had, he was just, you could just see he was more comfortable with what he tried to do. And mind you, he's got a team that he's going to have to figure out this offseason moving forward throughout the rest of this cycle. But just for what he needed to do right now, and he was in a division uh, that was up for grabs, which we'll speak about a little bit later on. What was just it, 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 it was just it was very interesting to see him go up against a, a, a competitor and a user like Samoa and literally negate the offense that was breaking records causing all types of conversations around the league whether it be because of the usage of Henry Ruggs or the usage of Josh Jacobs was just how Jalen Hurts was literally the dual threat that we expected him to be coming out uh, as a rookie. Kylo, man. Just from your point of view, what 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 kind of stood out to you about this matchup and just your your full takeaway from it?
1: uh I think it was a really complete game from Eduardo, like we kind of already mentioned. But another thing to kind of mention about Eduardo and this team is that this Patriots team was kind of slept on. But it, it, defensively, it's probably one of the best rosters to start out with. I mean, that secondary is insane. Stephon Gilmore, you have the McCourty brothers, you have Hightower back there. I mean, they're missing pass rush, but against the Raiders where they, you know, their offensive line isn't the best for pass blocking, at least. Their tackles are, you know, except for Trent Brown, leave some things to be desired. But, uh, I mean, if you get that going, you get your secondary going, Stephon Gilmore, I mean, obviously, locked down Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs totaled four receptions for 57 yards, but only a long reception of 23 yards. I mean, that's just... That's just minuscule numbers for Henry Ruggs. And Josh Jacobs, you know, they were trying to get back in the game, and he really didn't do much. Only 10 carries for 53 yards and a touchdown. And Hertz looked really inconsistent this game. I mean, he was 14 for 23, 159, and two interceptions. It it was, it was, Uh, I'm not, like Laquanda was saying, I'm not shocked, but I would have liked to see a little bit more out of vegas i mean their defense held up it wasn't them like you said it was their offense that really kind of just dropped the ball here but that just kind of goes to show it doesn't really matter what happens regular season as long as you get to the playoffs and everybody knows the playoffs are just a different game i'm
0: telling you man i mean it's all we're all zero zero and if you looked you know tape. okay i'm taking vegas all day i definitely had vegas at least getting to the afc championship just because i felt like their defense wasn't super bowl ready but I felt like the user could propel them a game or two extra into the tournament just because of how matchups work. And I thought this was a great matchup for Oakland to get off, get their game going. But like you said, that defensive side of the ball for the Patriots is really what a, a lot of teams slept on. A lot of people slept on. And then you kind of act you know, kind of the, the, the switch from user uh, that we had you know towards the, the last half of the season where Eduardo came in and he just kinda had to just rally the troops and then of course with the AFC East that old junker race really leaving things wide open, he was able to win the division in the last three weeks. And then that's sometimes that's all you need as a user. You just kind of got to get some rhythm and then you get into a new season where everyone's on the same playing field. I mean you get a result like that. Another thing to spotlight is you spoke about Sony Michelle early in the matchup or early in the show. What we're hearing or what we're seeing as well that the Vegas team will have to figure out in Samoan, you got to have a counter. You got to have a counter and figure out some things. One thing I noticed about Samoan, yes, Josh Jacobs ran for a lot of yards. Yes, Henry Ruggs was the man. But when Henry Ruggs wasn't doing anything, he was almost like he was kind of lost. And then on top of that, the Patriots controlled the tempo of the game. Like I said, Sony Michelle with 23 carries, 182 yards. That's a lot of first downs. That's a lot of five, six yard gains on first down. That's a lot of you know small runs that really wear down your defense. That that sounds like some third down conversions as well. Uh, looking at uh, looking at some of the things, that, yeah, they were 60 percent uh, on third down. So they they were really in they were really in rhythm, and you could tell that just by looking at the stats, Jugs. From your point of view and just your overall take man, we, you know how we, we've talked about Simone on different shows about, you know, we know he's a dog what he can do. But your boy, you know our boy went down and he owned it. He knew what was, you know, what was the, the cause of the game. But what do you take away from it and how can he improve moving forward and also about Eduardo?
2: Man, I'm going to tell you right now, when it comes to Samoan, the Oost is a beast. I mean, we all know he can play the game. um He took, um, he took his favorite team right? And they have and I mean, if we keep it real, they have a limited roster. Not, not, not the greatest amount of five. But Ruggs is amazing. Don't get me wrong. So is, so is the running back. Everything's great about that team when they're cooking. But when I seen that he was matched up with Eduardo mind y'all, there's been receipts posted after this loss. I came out my mouth and said listen, I swept the entire AFC East except for the patriots watch out for the patriots this dude literally is a beast i beat everybody by over 30 you did say that. that i do record right that
0: there. yeah you did he say that was,
2: bro, Told people, i said he's if you're a team that comes in and you rely on throwing the ball you're in trouble and if you want to run up the middle you're in trouble and it's crazy because we know those are two things that the ooze does well you know now once the ooze gets some more weapons Everybody's in trouble, you know. Let's just be clear. But Eduardo, man, I knew this was coming. I told everybody. I said, "Listen, I know." At the time I said this, and this is crazy. What is wrong? This man was the worst record in the AFC East. I said he might win the division if Joey doesn't. Now we'll get into all that later. Now that dude, watch out for this kid. If he starts getting some, if he starts getting some players over there in New England. I don't know if it's going to be called the Junker Race anymore. I think we're going to see a, a, a legit division because this kid can play. He's no he's no slouch. I mean, look what he's doing with that team. Nobody wanted that team. When did he – what pick did he get that team? You see what I'm saying? So, it's like yeah, – yeah. We know this kid can ball, man. Um, I appreciate Samoan. I know what he's going to do. I know how he's going to retool. He's going to take it to us next oh, year. Oh, definitely.
0: That's definitely big feel for him.
2: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I just don't yeah. – want to play the uh, – not the NC. I don't want to play the – I can't see West next year because I know what he's going to try to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Samoan, so he's he definitely and speaking to him, um, you know, before tonight's show, his focus is definitely on just just kind of almost taking this one the chin. Like I think that was kind of his 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 mantra after the game. Like it it was a tough loss. He didn't like it. You know, it was just uh like I I felt like I, even though he played as bad as he did on offense, he still had the chance to win the game. He just needed to get a stop, and he couldn't get the stop. That he needed and it also ended up having to give up the touchdown to have a shot at the end. So um, it, we're, we're just at a point with Simone now where I think this first season he knows what he can do. He had great. He's building, of course, he's going to have an X-Factor receiver most likely with Henry Ruggs, uh, Darren Waller, the tight end. I mean, just what a beast he is in the seams. You also have now your quarterback of the future trainer for Jalen Hurts and Josh Jacobs, who was a bully in his own right. You got to tool up the defensive side of the ball. I thought he could have made up for some of their mistakes in the playoff because that's he was he was game planning a little bit different, which I think showed in that matchup. I think it showed what he could have been able to do on the defensive end, but the problem was he just was not able to balance it. I think if, if I think if Samoan got to, say, 35 or something like that, I, I think that score is a little bit different, too. I think if he had a big play or two early on, It kind of slowed the game up. I think that would have been a completely uh, different matchup. But nonetheless, Eduardo did what he had to do. He controlled the pace. He controlled the tempo and was able to get the win. Keeping it moving in the wild card uh, section of this, man. We had the Cincinnati Bengals staying in the AFC. They hosted the Cleveland Browns for their third matchup of the season. And it was pretty much no contest after the second half. A couple of fumbles in the third quarter really spelled doom. For the Browns, one on a big, big play for Nick Chubb, who was starting to get rolling, had his X factor lit up and everything and just took a huge hit, trying to hurdle, took a huge hit and it was taken back for a scoop and score. And that ended up leading to a 41 to 17 loss. Jugs, I'm going to come back to you on this one, man. King is one of those guys where he's always among the final four uh, teams in, in his side of the bracket. You know, now he's in the AFC with the Bengals. He's got Joe Burrow. He's got Joe you know, Mixon, uh, who may be out uh, still. I have to check, double check it out. But he's got John Ross. And Burrow made some big throws along with the running back that he's been having in there and Ronnie Anderson. What do you like about his chances? And speak about the matchup.
2: Man, I like the chances he has on just skill. The dude's got skill. I, I spent most of the entire life cycle dealing with him and king king knows how to play this game he's really putting a lot of time on 21 he's very very quick that speed that john ross gives you it's i mean we all know what that is we all know what that is that man's two fans i mean it's tough and his release is going up i'm watching this i'm watching how he's doing it he's doing a very good job with him now what's crazy is we know that borrow and all these other guys are gonna are going to dev up so we're looking at next year. We're looking at next year, crazy. This year, he's still lighting it up. I don't know how. I mean, the Browns really turned it around. They were. I mean, we were on the pod. I don't know a couple pods ago talking about their struggles. So, oh, four. They were rough. Exactly, and for them to even get there, it showed a lot of resolve, and they had a really tough schedule to end the year. So that team, and that you know, that team might have. You know, gotten their game together. I seen they fell in love with a couple of things. I won't put a scout report out there, but they fell in love with a couple of things. And I, I seen King kind of take them, take it away from them. And once that momentum hit, you could see the entire game was different. The defense was flying the balls everywhere, They're not knock, knocking things down. They're, they're doing all, all the things that you know Madden will do for you once you get that momentum. You see what I'm saying? And then King, on top of that, having the skill, it was there was no chance for the Browns after that. Um, we're gonna see a lot of changes in Cleveland. I'm hearing that Odell Beckham Jr. is trying to get out of there, so that that, that tells you all, all you need to know about how that offense is gonna look next year. And I really I really can see a lot of great things in uh, in the future for Cleveland. I love that matchup that they had with the Browns or with the Bengals. I thought the Bengals were gonna win. They did, but it was just I didn't think it would go down in that kind of fashion.
0: Uh, Yeah, but one thing what 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 stood out to me about that matchup was how the defense got rolling in the second half. That's kind of what changed everything. King, when he has a defense that can go along with uh, with an offense that you know will move the chains, will you know will 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 keep things in the balance, and that defense is rolling. That's when King is at his is most dangerous, especially in my history of you know him being uh, going against him in the MSR. It's just it it really that that's what really propels him to the next level. What kind coming to you on this one? You saw the matchup, King, we spoke about him. He's one of those guys. Now he's in the final four with the big matchup coming up. We're still determining who he'll go up against. Uh, how do you feel about his chances? And, you know, just taking away what you saw from the matchup, you know, how, do, how, how does this thing, how does this, you know, this, this this next couple rounds set up for him possibly?
3: Well, for him, it'll kind of depend, like you said, on the, you know, if, who wins uh, Kansas City or Chicago, I mean, Kansas City or the Chargers game because, He'll probably end up playing I or Ed, so that'll kind of determine, you know, determine what his matchup will be. But he's won nine out of ten, man. Outside of that loss to you in Week 15, um, you know, he's been or Week 14, excuse me, he's been playing really well. You know, he's beaten um, some really good teams, and then he took care of business against teams that, you know, he needed to beat. So, you know, he the thing that I've always said, before, you know, previously, a matchup that rather really helped. Was um, him being able to get turnovers, him being able to force, you know, you know, turnovers and then converting on third down. That was another, you know, you know, problem for him, especially at the start of the year. You know, he seems to have gotten some more comfort with Burrow from the pocket on third down. And I think that's going to be key for him, you know, no matter who he plays in the next round, because, you know, if he's able to continue to keep it at third and manageable, you know, that's what's going to help him win. On the flip side, for Hoffman, you know, at the beginning of the season, he had that showdown against Taco, and he loses that game, and he's zero and four. So, you know, to get to nine and seven, you know, winning nine out of his last twelve, you know, he had a really good stretch, you know, to end the season to you know end up in in the playoffs. And you know, you can't dance with the girl at the dance if you don't have a ticket. You got to get a ticket first. So, uh, talk about it. Don't about matter it, how you, talk play, about you can be sixteen and zero, you can be you know seven and nine as long as you get there. It don't matter. You know your record don't, don't matter, matter at that point. So um I thought hey, if he, they look, if your name is on the list, yeah, your name, your name is, is on the list. list you can get in. That's all. It don't, it don't matter if it's the first name <laughs> on the list or, or the seventh name on the list. If you're on there, you are there. You got a chance. So um I think as far as some of the lower seated guys, he probably wouldn't be a guy I would want to see um in the second round. But you know, I think that he still knows that he, you know, his he hasn't played his best you know game yet, which Is a good thing, because that really means, like, you know, I've got this far without playing my best. Let me see what can happen, you know, if I put my best foot forward. But ultimately, it was a really good game. You know, the two turnovers really decided that they split the season series, and it was relatively close. But, you know, King has been playing well, you know, for a while now. So I wasn't really surprised by the result. I didn't think it'd be, you know, a four-score, you know, win, but the turnovers kind of exacerbated that. And that's kind of been the theme of 21, like— if you're able to get a stop, you know, that's almost a score. If you're able to turn over the other offense, you know, that almost always is going to lead lead to points. And uh, that's the
0: one, you know, that's the survive one surviving events. That's that's yes, the one of the players. Yep. And he, he was able to do that in advance in, in big time fashion, winning by 24 points. Moving over to the AFC sides, like we said, we still have one game to determine and that is in the AFC with the Chargers matching up with the Chiefs. We had the San Francisco 49ers go up against the Washington football team. Tom versus number one. Number one, who we said on multiple times, man, he is a sneaky user. He's a guy that just somehow just seems to hang around. Not even just hang around. He's just, he just seems to win games, uh, big time games, games that maybe you may have picked against him or you don't think maybe he's he could match up with that use, and he mess around and gets a big win. The running game was a huge part of his season, leading off with rookie running back Antonio Gibson. What a great season for the guy out of Memphis. He turns around in the playoffs and has an outstanding game as well. But the 49ers were able to put out the W, getting a 41-31 win. Gibson with 188 and two TDs on just 14 carries. Haskins had a pretty good game, no turnovers, but did throw a touchdown. And then uh, for the 49ers, Jimmy G, who had an outstanding season. I mean, the TD to interception ratio was one of the best in the league. Uh, had threw three TDs in this one. And then also Raheem Mostert just going crazy. 26 carries for almost 200 yards and two TDs. Kylo, uh, I want to start off with you on this one, man. You're familiar with Tom. You, you battled Tom all cycle in the NFC East last year against, uh, against his Giants. He went up against uh, our foe that we share in the NFC East with uh, number one in the Washington team. What do you take away from this matchup, man? Because these two went after it and number one still had a shot until just a couple big plays did him in.
1: Yeah, um, I thought they both played very well. I mean, if you look at the the stats, there wasn't a turnover for either side of the ball. And that's kind of, they both played very similar. Everything stemmed off their running game. Moster, I mean, had pretty much 200 yards, two touchdowns, to 26 carries. Gibson was right there. Almost identical stats uh, for that side. And their quarterbacks were pretty similar too. Garoppolo just a little bit better. Uh, with the touchdowns and yardage. But, I mean, they were, they were playing very, very similar football. You know, the running game kind of set everything up with their speedy backs. The thing that was a difference here was, I think, honestly, I th- I think that Tom's defense was able to stop the uh, Washington offense a lot more than, you know, the other, other way around. And even, even with that, uh, Tom's offense had a lot of fourth-down conversions. I think it was three or four where they just – it was a fourth-and-one or something, and they went for it in plus territory multiple times and just – didn't get it two or three of those times like Tom usually does. And I think if Tom were to get those, that this score would be a little bit worse. But that doesn't go to say that number one didn't play well. I think he still played very well with a you know not so good Washington roster on the offensive side of the ball to put up 31 points against that San Francisco defense is a pretty good feat. But, you know, I don't think what's scary is I don't think Tom really played his best here.
0: I think that's a good point. I I can say Uh that as well because even even if you look at the efficiency of the game, uh, like like I said, you you can look straight at the box score. Garoppolo threw three TDs, no interceptions. Mostert had 200 yards on the ground. Kittle had you know Kittle had a touchdown. He affected the game, and still, like you said, I feel like he could have done a little bit better on defense, even though his defense was able to get more stops. But it was it was it was more to the point that. The offense was so explosive that, you know, it didn't really matter. Like I said, the big it was a couple of big plays that did number one in in the fourth quarter. He had just gotten the lead back down to three, went for a two point conversion and got it. 34-31. And then literally, I think the second or third play on the next drive, Mostert breaks one gone. And then you just kind of felt it at that point. Like, oh, OK, he kind of got back in. The momentum was coming back down. And then you look at it three and a half minutes ago. You're down 10 against Tom. I, it's just kind of hard to see him coming back from that and that was the end of being the final score 41 31 jugs on your side of the coin you go up against tom twice this season uh i even messed up with tom this season as well it is a tough feat you got to be on point when you go up against this guy he's got jimmy garoppolo looking like i mean up i mean he, he's looking like a air raid quarterback the, the numbers and we know tom loves to throw the ball but the way he's using jimmy g and facilitating that offense He's he's playing around his stars, and that and Jimmy G has really become a star on this uh, out of that group.
2: Man, I'll be honest with you, man. I think that when it comes to Tom, watching that game against number one, I said to myself, dang, I wish he'd have played like this against me." I had Tom on his on his butt to the end of the, at the end of the season. Man, that dude is a beast, though. Like, if you come with anything less than your A game against Tom, then. Sarinara, man. I mean, he's ho. Like, he's really a dog out there. Number one, really brought some game. And Tom didn't play as efficient as he played against, you know, probably the last three games I've seen him play. You know, and that's excluding the game against me. Um, I always tell people, man, the key to dealing with Tom, not saying that it's the way to beat him, but the thing that you always got to just have in the back of your mind is Tom is going for it on fourth down and and it might be even in an early part of the game if you if he's got his first drive and he's and he's over there he might go for that right off the gate bro and it's and it's and if you can stop him that's when you start gaining some momentum with him man and he's 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 a super solid user number 1's a super solid user i mean that washington team was extremely attractive to me when it came down to what they had in terms of like you know, they players, were
1: i remember you know, yeah
2: yeah, I was I was looking at them. I almost wanted to go there. You know, uh, that that team is going to be a, a a disgusting team uh, season two. Um, knowing that what number one did with them, knowing what that game was like, it's it it's it's, it, it's a good thing that Tom honestly didn't catch um, a team that was better, not a user that was better, a team that was better. Because then I think he might have had an L on his record there, man. I mean that mm. might be. Saying a little bit, but bro, I think he might have caught an L, you know. And I mean, he's definitely a beast, but he might have lost in this game if he had not, um, you know, matched up with with number one. Number one, no, you know, not taking nothing from you. If you're hearing this, brother, I'm just saying your team wasn't ready. You were ready. Your team wasn't
0: for ready. sure. I, I like that. You know, yeah, I like that. You know yeah, yeah, I can, mean? I can, I, I could coach co- on that with you, Jugs, because uh, a couple, of, you know, I, I played him twice this season, and the second game that he and I had was kind of what led to me saying like how he's a sneaky user because like i you know I'm, i've always been kind of screaming from the rooftops about this like i like to be prepared i like to have yeah. you know some, some some film or something that I, I i try to get to your tendencies i try to do whatever i can to get the w i try to go 1-0 and every week that's my goal 16-0 and if possible but I, you know i try to do what i can to get the win that week and when i played tom what i was able to Kind of take away from playing him was that you, uh, him, and number one, excuse me, one, one especially Tom, you gotta lock in on their stars. You gotta be able to take a, you gotta be able to get a down, like a third down. Okay, he's kind of not been looking at Kittle, but this could be a play he looks for Kittle. Just keep an eye on it, or maybe use it an area that he's in. You gotta be able to kind of adjust with him. And number one started doing the same thing. He was playing Kittle. You, Kittle didn't have too much. Uh, in terms of uh, the box score only 77 yards on five catches and there was a couple of plays where he was looking for kittle number one knew where it was going but he got but then if you paying attention to kittle then here comes Debo Samuel and then if you're playing the pass now here comes mostard up the middle. So now that's where you gotta have that, you know, you gotta tinker it a little bit. You gotta kinda play with it. And it was like no matter what the second half is when Mostert really got going according, you know, especially with the big play that I spoke about a couple minutes ago, Wakanda You know what it's like to go up against a big dog. We've been, you know, especially in our history and Madden careers are just playing against a lot of really good users. Number one is a guy that can really hang with the best of the best. And I'm not saying hang like he isn't better than anyone because he's beaten a lot of good guys. And here's, you know, uh, especially other leagues that I uh, played with him in. You look at a guy like Tom, who's currently the the defending champion, you know, he's won the last two champs. In the MSR, that was a game where it still was down to the last couple of minutes against maybe a team that you didn't expect or you that you'd expect to be there. But he just had he made the right plays to get the separation that he needed in the end. What do you take away from this? And then looking ahead, uh, what would be big for Tom?
3: I mean, for me, I'm watching the game. You know, uh, the biggest takeaway was that San Francisco's offensive line is one of the best in the game. That was really the difference. If you watch week 17. Well, number one against Kylo, and then weeks up, and then the wild card game. Like he wasn't getting any pressure basically, uh, pretty much the entire second half once he got Mostert going, and that was really what the difference was. Uh, he didn't really make Tom uncomfortable on offense, and even though he kept, you know, he did make some deep, you know, passes in the passing games, which has kind of been something that he's not really known for. And Haskins ended up having a pretty solid day, so that was definitely something to take away. Um, is that, you know, Tom did give up some big plays in the passing game to somebody who's not really known for passing, but um, he didn't really get him uncomfortable, and then like you said, he's on third down, you got to think of it as a two-play sequence, because even if it's third and eight, third and nine, even if you stop him, if you get it to fourth and two, you know, he's going to go for it, so you have to call the third down play in anticipation of him coming out in the, you know, with the fourth down play, so you know, looking for Kittle and, you know, Samuel on third down. He's going to set up the screens for of to try to get him involved. If it's third and, you know, five and in, you know, if he's in a balanced formation, he's going to try to run the ball. So it just was that was kind of the takeaway that I saw from it. Um, you know, defense not as great as I thought on Tom's end. Um, but the offensive line was a lot better than I was anticipating. He was able to um, basically nullify what it, what is going to end up being one of the best front sevens by the end of the cycle and washington i think um is set up for the future it'll just depend on how he's able to to uh develop haskins in the long term or what he's going to do at quarterback because he also did trade for you know tyrod taylor as well so um overall a good season man you know 11 and 5 with that roster and this league um with the quality of opponents uh, particularly with youtube being in his division um it's still a solid season you know unfortunately you know and even then at the end of the game the time management like he did the time management piece right you know it gets the fourth down it's a 10-point game you know you still don't have the two-minute warning you have all your timeouts you know the book is going to tell you if you're in field goal range to kick that field goal It just obviously didn't didn't work out for him but um you know he he wasn't really getting and getting stops but that was a really good um offensive showcase on both sides but i thought um, both on both sides that, you know, the guys left, you know, they both probably felt like they left some plays and opportunities out there. But that's the nature of the beast, man. Once you get into the playoffs, you're playing often more often than not. Somebody that's really good, um, somebody that has been deep into the playoffs in our league probably uh, before. So, you know, if you don't really play, I won't say your best game, but one of your best games, you're probably going to get up end up getting eliminated. And while number one played a solid game, it probably wasn't one of his best games. And that's why he's watching and that's why Tom will move on. But I I agree. I think as that team continues to develop, uh, particularly that defense and especially if he's able to add another weapon, um, you know, aside from McLaurin, you know, Tom could, you know, number one could be somebody that challenges, you know, the top, you know, in the NFC and, and, and the rest of the contenders in the league.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I I think that that that's the key to see what that front seven becomes, the the trenches, what he does in the trenches, because he's made it clear he's going to run the ball. Gibson is going to lead the way and he's going to play off of that and have Haskett. You know, when I played him the second game, it was run. And then let the it almost it was leaving like a, a like a prototypical office. You want to run the ball and set up the the, the passing intermediate passing, set up your play action shots, things of that sort. He played just like that. And yesterday it was a little bit different, but he was able to go blow for blow with Tom for a minute. Because yeah, then it was behind, all about so the like end. of The second it accelerated, right,
3: right. How he had to play, and that's what I was saying. That yes. was the adjustment that I had hadn't seen in other games where he and games I've seen him get behind. He typically is not able to to do that so that was the adjustment i didn't think he would be able to do that against san francisco's defense um and he did but Mm. that would that would be like going forward you know if he's able to add another weapon or really if he's he doesn't even have to necessarily even be another receiver if he's able to add a tight end specifically for how he wants to play um as as that defense continues to develop the other thing too like i thought was going to be interesting with that matchup is with him being a safety user primarily and you know time mainly if he's going to throw the ball looking at Kittle, i was wondering if he was going to come down in the box which he did but then the offensive line ended up being a difference where they were basically kind of able to keep him at bay um garoppolo ended up being really comfortable in the pocket for pretty much most of the game he did end up getting a couple of stops but you know he was able to move the ball pretty much at will um and it ended up being a, a much more high scoring game than what i anticipated but i think both of these guys long term i think you know, both of these guys will end up being guys that we are we're, we're consistently talking about in the playoffs going forward.
0: Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Number one has definitely proved himself uh, on top of things. Like, like I think you know, we always say this, uh, and whether it be privately or you know, on on different broadcasts, man, she, you know, still. She- <laughs> You know uh still sharp sharper still man yeah. you know just that's just how it works like you know you you play against the best or you play against what you would perceive as people that are on your level you know better, or guys that you know are good it, it makes you better and i i can say that man I, I can say that for sure no matter where i've been i always have sometimes even chased playing the best like i want i look forward to those guys I circle i look i treat it like if you know, I'm a Cowboys fan in real life. I treat it like how I do my real Cowboys team. When I see certain games on the schedule, I'm like, okay, I know I gotta have nachos and wings for that game, because I know I'm gonna be extra pumped for that like game. I said, like, that's man. how I feel about it. I would, yeah,
3: 11-5 yeah. and five in that division with you and, and Kylo being in that division, with that team to start, that's pretty good. And both of you guys having your favorite teams, like that's pretty good. I mean, even though he lost in the first round, he has nothing to hang his head about. He, he, nothing, he's nothing, right there yeah. with a two-time defending champ. So.
1: Yeah yeah
0: yeah then you see that 10 point loss number one to tom tom will be going on to face the la rams who went and got a big time w on the road man if you look at these some of these stats from this game fellas i mean at one point in time it was it was like a twenty, I was like 4 possession game i mean they yeah. were going off tyree jackson had the game of his career thus far Almost 500 yards, just three short of that, but had five TDs and no turnovers. Even put an extra TD in the end zone via rush. Man, I mean, you just look at some of these other stats, man. Davis, just an unknown receiver, had 274 yards in three TDs. We're talking about somebody that hasn't really been talked about all season at all. Tyree, Tyree Jackson has definitely improved. His name amongst the better quarterbacks in the league just with that game alone, because he was trying to. Hopkins was saying, "I want to keep him in the top fifteen. I want to get that dad breakout. I want to make sure that he is looked at by the end of MSR twenty four. Well, his MSR twenty four season continues, getting that win over the Vikings and the one of the uh, runner ups, or I say not runner ups, one of the uh, finalists for the rookie of the year in the NFC. Um, Man, this is this is wild. This is wild to talk about. Cole McDonald was actually held at bay, fellas. Held at bay. Didn't have a rushing touchdown. He had 23 in the regular season, was not able to get in his own on the ground. Had two TDs passing and was kind of held at bay. The Dalvin Cook was the leading rusher and leading TD getter, which is a surprise based on what we saw all season long. Kylo, I'm gonna come to you on this one, man. Hop, he's been looking to get himself back in the mix of one. Of, we know what Hop can do. We've been around him before. But just it, he was looking for a statement type game to get going. And so he can enter himself in that mix for, you know, one of the better guys, especially who's still left in the playoffs. But just one of those guys you got to remember no matter what. He's in the crowded NFC conference, which has got a lot of good ballers in that side. He put on a clinic on the passing side of the game against Cody. Break it down, man.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, Hop just came and with Tyree Jackson and that big arm, we've been waiting to see it kind of take shape a little bit. But uh, I mean, they just balled out. There's nothing more you can really say. Hop came with the game plan to stretch this defense. That you know the Vikings defense is is pretty suspect when you get into the secondary, especially if you stretch them out with a guy with speed like this Davis guy who just came out of you know nowhere. Literally hasn't really played at all just comes out and goes for almost 300 yards is insane. But I guess maybe Hop was saving him for a game like this where he could just, you know, work around at the secondary. And on top of that, you know, I don't know if Cole McDonald had really played a defense like this before. I mean, they they kind of cater, the, the Rams defense just kind of caters everything that the Vikings try to do, which is to, you know, get the ball to Thielen get McComa Donald out in space, get him rolling out, get him outside the pocket, away from that offensive line, and let him do what he does. But with Donald there, you can't really do that because he gets back there too quick. And with Ramsey locking down ceiling, I mean, you look at this this game on paper, and I'm, I'm really not surprised with how it went. I'm a little surprised with how much Tyree Jackson passed for maybe. I mean, yeah, five man. yards, <laughs> five touchdowns is wild. And they barely ran the ball. And they ran the ball you know, a decent amount throughout the season. Cam Akers had eight attempts to Tyree Jackson's nine. I mean, Jackson was just... On another level, I mean, if you want to look at this game and you think Cole McDonald is somebody who should deserve an award this year, I don't know. The Kyrie Jackson just kind of showed him up.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, one one thing I also take away, uh, actually not even take away, just what I I got from Hop even before the matchup. Uh, just you know, just kind of I was I'm working on something, you know, just kind of kind of compile some of the emotions and feelings of the playoff uh users. And one thing he told me, and I can I could I could say this on, on NDP, man. <laughs> hop said the air raid is back that's the first thing he said before the game he said the air raid is going to be back he said this is the most excited i've been about playing madden in a while And he's look he's talked about at different points he wouldn't even have an xbox if it wasn't for the msr so it was all about if he was going to play he's going to make sure he's at his best because he needed the time off of course you know everything that happened in madden 20 with him he wanted to get himself you know get kind of get his bearings back together he comes back plays the last two seasons uh, of Madden 20, and then he starts this cycle, goes 12 and four, and gets a huge win over division winner in the NFC North. Because we're talking about a Cody team, Cody led team that was stomping people. They were stomping people early on in the year, and even at certain points, they were going, they were blowing out their division opponents. He had said before the season to me uh, in our in our who who, who our who's up uh, feature, you know, just talking about I, I, I'm the, I'm going to be the king of the North. Like that's what I'm going to do. But top went from the West Side all the way up to the Twin Cities and showed him, hey, you got a, you got a little bit more to do. And he put some work in. I was kind of surprised to see it go that way because I'm used to seeing Cody put up a lot of points. And 31 points is nothing to sneeze at. But if you look at how his season was going, Hop really, Hop played defense with his, o- his offense almost, Wakanda. Uh,
3: yeah, I, this playoff matchup, Um, I resent Kylo's comment that he didn't play nobody with defense because he played me and only scored 21. That's number one.
1: And two, well, oh. hang on, hang on. I was saying, when he has played somebody, we all know what happened in your game with him. When he has played kidding. somebody I'm with defense. Kidding. I wouldn't be a serious. All right, listen, be. buddy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because Anthony,
0: be Anthony Brown ended the game, Just too. jokes,
1: just jokes. But, um, nah, nah I
3: thought Cody, I mean, really, it's kind of tough because with respect to, the, like, if Cole and Red don't improve, He's not going to get challenged a whole lot in his division schedule. And that's, that's, that's a good point. That you play yeah. in the playoffs. That's a good point. So it's not really his fault, per se, because, you know, I think Dub can challenge him, especially with that roster. The Packers defense is one of the best to start in CFM, as much as it pains me to say that as a player. And, it. and we saw it. And we saw Dub play well. Yeah, I was on to him. I barely beat him. Um, I trailed most of that game in, until the second half to come back in and ultimately end up winning. But, um, you know when you have you, when you have games like that where you're not being challenged, it makes it tough when you end up playing guys. that are good, and I think that actually can end up being a detriment to him um, in the long run. The other thing too is that you know Hop is a guy that if you don't get pressure or you're not able to consistently take away the first read and walk All with him, dang he's gonna walk the ball up and down the field just like we saw in this game. Like it's that that part I was a little bit surprised about because I I think Cody has made strides on the defensive end. Of the, uh, being a defensive user, but um, Hop kind of put it all together, um, and really when he's when he's making his progressions and reads on time, um, if you don't get pressure, he 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 is somebody that's capable of walking the ball up and down the field on you. So um, that part surprised me. Um, you know, Davis having the game that he had surprised me. You know, Cole McDonald, you know, who, you know had you know prolific regular season where he had you know 70 total touchdowns. You know, him only, not one, only having two touchdowns and not having a rushing touchdown surprised me. But I think the outlook for him has to be good, man. He's going to have, you know, he'll be star star dev. You know, he's in line to get all the XP from the MVP award, assuming that doesn't change during the playoffs. You know, that's a ton of XP. Um, You know, he's developing uh, that one, you know, the speedy slot receiver. You know, he's got Justin Jefferson. He's still going to have Thielen. He's still going to have Dalvin Cook. Um... You know, that offense is set up, you know, with and if you consider, like I said, who he's going to be playing in the division, the offense is set up. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, you he's going to have to build his team to, you know, you know, face time, face me, face whoever's come out of the NFC East. And in order for him to do that, he's going to have to improve the secondary because aside from Harrison Smith, who um, because they've kind of toned down the fumbling in 21 isn't as valuable as he was in 20. Um, that's going to be where he's going to have tr- trouble, you know. Um, and But I think long-term, he, you know, he set up where he could, you know, potentially end up making that into a really nice team with good drafts, good offseason, you know, good trades, et cetera, et cetera. But the secondary is kind of the next piece, you know, because he's got Ngakwe, he's got Hunter. Um, but for whatever reason, they just – they weren't getting there. They weren't getting there in the game that we played either. And that secondary can be, you know, can be vulnerable, and they looked vulnerable in this matchup. Um, on the flip side for Hoffman you know he's gonna have his third matchup of the season against Tom you know an NFC West championship I'm really excited for that game because I think um, both you can see the chess match when they play especially that second game where Hoffman was able to um, the first game he won and that second game he got beat really bad so I know he's gonna kind of have that circled um, and he's gonna look forward to you know if he's able to advance he's definitely gonna be looking to see you know who advances out of myself and Kylo's game so I think it it could end up being an interesting postseason, man. I think the NFC playoffs long term are going to look really good because we got guys really good users that didn't even make these playoffs on top of the seven that made this field to start. Um, So that was my first thought was, man, you know, our playoffs on this side of the conference is going to be crazy, but um, a good performance, man. I wouldn't wouldn't say I was surprised um, because I thought that's how he was going to play to start the season, but he kind of was running a little bit more, which is kind of weird. Um, to see if you've you know played with him in other leagues, other communities, but I know that he's capable of those type of performances. So, uh, what what better time than to do that than in the playoffs?
0: Yeah, big big point, big point right there. What better time to show off what you've been, you know, blossoming and working and, and trying to get like your budding stars and going?
3: Too like where it could So even though he ended up with 497 and five, like it could have it could have been worse than that. He missed. It
0: been, it he could have. could have. He could have got another TD on top he of had that.
3: Inaccurate on the screen, and then he had another one where the guy was wide open and it just sailed. So it, it could have been worse than that. I, like I said, when you get it rolling, this is a time when you want to get it rolling, man. When you want to be playing your best. Hopefully, have you know decent health on your roster, and you know he seems to have gotten it rolling. So I'm excited for that that third matchup with him and Tom. Though I think that's going to be a really good game.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be a great game, and hopefully, we'll have that on. MSR showdown again. Uh, before I have you wrap it up, Jugs. This this receiver yeah. we're speaking about that had the great game, Reggie Davis. Reggie Davis owned the whole MSR 24 season. He had 258 yards <laughs> on five receptions yeah, and three TDs. <laughs> so he brought him out in the playoffs, and he completely, you know, topped his whole season's production in one big game. What a time to have that happen! With a young quarterback getting it rolling, Jugs. You see, hop twice a season in the NFC West. Break down what you saw in this matchup because again, we could speak about, uh, you know, we could speak about the the, the the Tyree Jackson. We could speak about the the receiver. We spoke about uh, Reggie Davis. But the defense also held Cole McDonald at bay, and that was a key point because Cole McDonald is. He's the one that gets that offense to tick, having over 70 total touchdowns this season, didn't allow him to score on his legs at all. He you know, he kept the pocket together. He even said, I didn't even get some of the contains that I wanted to uh, against against that uh, you know, Minnesota front. And he still was able to keep him out of the end zone. What do you take away from that matchup?
2: Man, I'm gonna tell y'all the truth right here. I'm surprised Hopped didn't score more. I'm surprised that he didn't put up more. I put up 500 on the Vikings defense. That Vikings
3: oh defense wow! Uh oh, smoke alert.
2: Um, I'm just saying they have some issues, but they get pressure. <laughs> now, let's let's keep it real. They get pressure. I mean, I think I got I got sacked like three times with Russell Wilson. I had like maybe like 18 hits on like, Russell Wilson. It was crazy. Let's do maybe eight interceptions against them just just off the the hit throws, you know? And uh, Cole McDonald's he's solid, bro. I think that uh, the reason why I knew this game would go in a similar direction, but I expected more points being scored by Hop, is because I figured that he was going to play his game. I thought Minnesota was going to play their game. Like, they didn't really run. Like, they ran against me a little bit, but not really like all of that and if they had kept to what they do and just passed the ball and kept doing what they do they'd be just fine I mean I felt like they tried to do what everybody perceives as high weakness and try to run on them and that didn't work for them and I mean it worked enough but it isn't going to help you in a high scoring game against a guy who's going to get his points regardless he's going to get his and you can't it's just like guarding James Harden you know he's going to get 40 you know what I'm saying? Don't sit here and play with him. You gotta, you gotta make him work on defense. And I figured that um this game would go very familiar, very, very similar to what it did. Um, you know, I think that this Vikings team is gonna be a problem in a few years. I mean, I wanna know what, what Cole McDonald ends up being after the season. What depth he gets after the season, because he's a savage, he's a problem. Um that running game is eh, going to waste to me. They're not really all that special. Adam Thielen, and all the receivers are great. Watch out for Irv Smith Jr. I think that tight end is it's going to be a problem uh, for years to come as well. Oh yeah, he I mean, was
3: out I too. I forgot I, to mention that Thielen. And yeah, he didn't
0: have Irv Smith, and that was a big yeah, key, I think, I because forgot about that. Irv Smith had a lot of TDs via uh, from Cole this season. I think he had eighteen or close to twenty um and you know that was a, that was a part he wasn't able to stretch the seam he kind of had feeling or no one else and one thing hop did do he took away this another <laughs> it's crazy if these both both of these guys had uh you know fast receivers that are lowly rated that they kind of break out in certain games he ha- uh cole has a receiver uh i think his name's chesna Ch- chesney or something like that he's a fast guy 95 speed and he got two big touchdowns on me in against the cowboys game and in the game I, uh, he and i played uh early later in the season and he had him for big plays. It's just certain plays he knew he would take his shot. He would try to find that guy. Hop was keeping an eye on him throughout the matchup. And I think that was that was something else that caused Cody to either have to throw the ball away, take a sack, something of that sort. It, those those little plays matter, man. I mean, even if it's just a throwaway, yes, it maybe it, it, it keeps you to live uh for another down. But it also highlights, you know, Man, that's a play that maybe I thought I was going to get something to happen. Now I have to kind of think of something else, and then it puts you a down back maybe from your your rhythm, your flow, and everything. And I think all those type of plays they all add up in, in certain matchups where it could really be uh, a factor. We're gonna keep it rolling and wrap up with the final uh matchup here in the wild card recap, and it was against it, it was it was it, it was two of the guys that you're hearing on the NDP myself with the Cowboys against Kylo. Just getting it out the way. That was my third loss to Kyle this season. Each game was a, a, a well played game. The first game, I just got obliterated. Dak just had a, a shitty first half, and we just got lost. The, the game just kind of got away from us. But games two and three were a lot more competitive. Dak had, again, I think Dak was the issue in the first two games. He just, I was just having, you know, ill time interceptions, and it was giving more power to the Philadelphia Eagles in that regard but in this one it was a great game for just from my perspective and kyle and i have talked about this but the game was it it was just you could just feel it It had a lot of electricity to it at least just from how he and i we always have been very competitive close games um but these this particular one this one hurt me a little bit more in taking a loss because we did lose to the eagles 35 to 24 uh you know it kind of came down towards the second half the second half is where things kind of separated a little bit the third quarter got away from us uh had an interception at that dak uh, thrown that really kind of when we were on our way back that kind of just kind of sucked the, the the last little bit of the momentum out of us and we just playing uphill from that point forward kylo i'm gonna come to you and I, i'm gonna let you kind of break it down from your end um uh, for, and i'm gonna say this of course to you we've done it already but just say another great well game uh well played game my brother we we we, we have these wars all the time but it sucks man i told you this it sucks losing to you especially because we're going to be going at it all cycle But I really thought I think what bothered me more was I really felt confident in this matchup because I'd noticed some things from my first two matchups and also a couple of other games you played in the last little bit of the season that I thought was going to be the key in terms of how I could get get you to a situation or just I wanted I felt like this game would go to get to the fourth quarter. I felt like we would get to the final four or five minutes and we were just going to duke it out. But instead, there were just you really executed on some big down and distances, uh, a couple of third and forevers that really kept the game difference. And you had a pass interference penalty where I hit you instead of going for the swat uh, that I was trying to. Uh, I, I got hit with the, the, the dive mechanic instead of trying to swat the ball. So it, it, it was it was a lot of things that really kept this game going. And you you really took advantage of it and got the W. Speak about that from your side.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely was a good game. Like you said, it's always fun playing you. I mean, this, I mean, this score was it was not indicative of how the game went. It was not an game. It was definitely more of a one possession game. But there was there was some things that didn't go your way and went my way or vice versa. But that the key for me in this game, the reason why I think I really won, honestly, was because of this the third downs, like you mentioned. There was like. A uh, third and eleven I converted somehow. There was like a third and two third and twenties I somehow converted and they were just filled, bro. Oh, <laughs> there was one play <laughs> where I it just was like nothing was open and I just had to I just made some wild scramble play with Wentz Yeah to le- you, you had web. hurts
0: open. I was like, you kinda yeah. shit me. I was on my yeah. screen going nuts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine it was just wild. Like that stuff doesn't not happen consistently, which is good for you because you know you have a Team that's set up for the future. CD Lamb was an issue. He only has three receptions of 42 yards, but that's because you were forcing me to use him, which opened up everything for your tight ends, tanyan end, and Schultz. So, like, I mean, between him and Cooper, I mean, it's just, there's just, there's too many things that are going on there. And Dak really played well, except for that interception, which you could really attribute to the safety making a play. I was not using it anything. It was safety just made a play yeah, on the tight yeah, end. Yeah, play underneath you know, on that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a terrible read or anything. It was just a better play by the safety. You can't fault Dak for that. But, I mean, 300 yards and three touchdowns. And there was one tight end play, I think, Samoan clipped, where I will never forget. It was just a beautiful toe drag, you know, touchdown throw to Schultz. His second of the oh, day.
0: Oh yeah, the, the yeah, scissors zone. play. Yeah, I like that play. Oh my yeah. gosh. it was a great throw, and yeah, you get that toe drag swag.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it was, it was just a fun battle as always. Uh, but it really just came down to those third third downs, and, and I think it also came down to the running game. Zeke only had 58 yards to the same amount of carries yeah. that, that Sanders yeah. did. Yeah,
0: yeah, that that was a, that was a point that I had to look back at later in the game because, it, you know. What took the what's crazy, this is the thing that's crazy about games, and it it it's what almost it, it boggles my mind, but it also intrigues me at the same time. How even in real life, like you could be in the balance of the game, you know you have this star player behind you, you know you're gonna you could tell yourself, I'm gonna give him 20 carries at least early. I'm gonna give him his 20 carries. He's gonna ball out, he's gonna do his thing. But when you get caught up in the balance of the game and then you get the ball back. And then, you know, instead of running in the first down, now you think, you know what, let me take this shot. I'm, I'm trying to catch him off guard. Let me see if I can get it. And then that turns to second and 10 or second and 12, depending on what happens. Or, you know, if you get sacked, now it's second and 18. So now you're thinking about passing again. And then, you know, so some of those, those, those I, I'll look at a couple of drives when I watch the game back. And I kind of, I just, I didn't, I always kind of go to Zeke regardless of what happens, right? But I, I told you after the game, I was really looking to break out the passing game because I felt like I won 12 games just because of, what I like to do, the team that I have, and, you know, just, you know, certain situational. I won a couple games at the end, lost a couple games at the end. Um, but taking 12 out of 16 and not really, I think, really testing the limits of my offense was where I was like, oh, let me get to the playoffs then. Because now we in the playoffs. I feel like it was the time to really break out. And I wasn't able to have some of the big plays that I wanted. We spoke about it, man. I wanted to get C.D. Lamb going. I started him instead of Gallup at the two. And you used him. Like a couple of times I had a PA cross play that I knew was going to work, and then I look and I say, He's probably using him. He's probably using he probably thinks that's the crosser instead of the, the deep post. He's probably using him, and then I audible the to play. and Guess where you were? You were on CD Lamb, so I was paying attention to those things. Even though I wanted those plays, and the CD just couldn't get a couple of jump balls. Uh, but you know, uh, again, man, you, you, you did what you had to do to win the game. Uh, Wentz was very surgical as a couple of drives, and then you had Miles Sanders, man. You forget about 26 back there sometimes because. You got Deshaun Jackson, of course, speed to worry about. Jalen Rieger, you got speed with him. You got this other guy, Quez Watkins, who I kept trying to keep my eye on. And then you also have to worry about Zach Ertz, who can do everything under the sun. So it's just like you can – all of a sudden now you, your O-line is opening up holes for eight, nine yards. And then next thing you know, uh, I, th- I think the one that really hurt our back was after the Dak interception. You end up taking Miles Sanders for a big, long touchdown where I was just kind of like spazzing, trying to, you know, strip the ball, just big hit. I was just kind of getting frustrated at that point, and I end up letting him go for a long touchdown. Well, Khan, I'm gonna come to you man, uh because you're familiar with us, but you knew that, you know, this game was kind of the one that you wanted to keep your eye on in terms of who, you know, you could potentially see whether it be the next round in the championship game. You said in a couple of chats, a couple of different rooms in the community, you said, "Look, if I if I have to worry about Kylo. and I, I I take no 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 slight in you saying that because he is one of those guys. You said that you have to worry about him in terms of that's the guy I got to I got to look forward to now. Given our result, you see him as he's the lowest remaining seed. Talk about that and just recap the matchup.
3: Yeah, I mean, respectfully, that's who I expected to see. So I've been, I've watched all his, the last four games. So that was kind of what I anticipated and what I've been watching and watching what's working, what's not working. So I think we have a plan for the divisional round. So I'm, I'm excited. I, uh, For me, it's all about, like I said, everybody's talking about, you know, me going undefeated and all those other things, but you know, Tom hasn't been beaten, and the last person to beat him was Kylo. So in order for me to get to where I want to go, I want to beat the guys that have been winning. So unless until I do something, it don't matter. So looking at kind of how the schedule was playing out and with the showdown and stuff, because I imagine that, you know, either both of them or one of them was going to win. I didn't think that whoever the, you know, uh, twos and three ended up being, I didn't think both of them would make it out with Kylo and number one being at the bottom of it. You know, those aren't normal six and 17. So I tried to make sure I was available to watch both of those games. And then luckily was able to watch the showdown too. obviously, you know, calling that game. So I've been paying attention. I figured, you know, I would end up seeing either one of them or both of them. Uh, so I'm kind of excited for the matchup. It ended up being a really good game. I mean, the only thing, well, I noticed a lot of stuff, but the, the one thing I will say is, like you said, like the third and lungs really kind of changed the measure of the game because you were able to get pressure and get sacks but the one thing he did that i thought kind of helped was as opposed to and we and we've talked about it previously on showdowns too is a lot of guys keep trying to throw out of sacks and in some instances it's good but in other instances it's not and basically anytime he thought he was going to go down he didn't even attempt to throw the ball Um, and i thought that was the difference because yeah that gets you in third and long but he seemed pretty confident, you know, from the pocket, and then you know a couple of times rolling out of the pocket where he thought he could, you know, make conversions, and that ultimately ended up being the, the difference in the game. I don't even think the turnover would would have been as bad if you would have been getting off the field in third down. So I would say the third downs was more more important because yeah, that, that one was the turnover. You know, aside from that, that made really good throws. You didn't get Zeke involved as much, but he was a pass catcher too. But the third, yeah. the interception yeah. became. More of a problem because he was consistently picking it up. Like we've all been in those situations, you know, one way or another, where you play a guy that's con- consistently converting them. Then, you know, by that third or fourth time, you don't even know what you're going to call it because you've used the stuff that you think is going to work to get you off the field. And he's, you know, not only is it because it's different, you know, we have the freak things where, you know, a guy makes an ad, you know, one on one catch or, you know, weird animation. I've seen a lot where, you know, the ball is getting swatted. And another receiver comes over and catches it on the rookie side. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about, you know, top of the drop. And he's throwing the ball as the receiver is breaking. And it's wide open. Mm-hmm. Like those are the ones mm-hmm. you're like, dang, I'm clearly not doing something right. So um, I think that was really what ended up being the difference in this game. And, and just knowing, you know, all three, all four of you guys, even with Coach Martin being in there now are going to, you know, push each other to be better. You can see the chess match where you see stuff and clearly see stuff. And then week 17 as well with, you know, the game with number one, you can see they're clearly, you know, trying to make adjustments in game. And I said on the broadcast, like, you know, you know, Kylo isn't a guy that you can show the same thing three or four times in a game, you know, or even maybe two times in a game where he's not going to pick up on, especially if it's, you know, same formation, same play like that. You know, those, those things don't typically work against that caliber of a user. So I'm excited for the matchup, man. I think it's going to be a good talent. Um, you know, my goal every week is to go 1-0. So that, that doesn't change regardless of who my opponent is. And, you know, if I take care of business and do what I'm supposed to, I think I, I can live with the result one or lose yeah
0: yeah yeah that 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 was a uh that was a, an exhilarating matchup man. yeah it he was really man. went after it it anyway. was
3: it was a. Couple it, of it, it, it was, was tough three, man so it was three plays that i've seen because i watched the game from the beginning yeah the screen, I, I, I told
0: you i said it was like a couple plays that really changed the momentum in yeah, the, the balance of the game he didn't
3: yeah. throw when he took the i think it was like in the first half when he took the sack on the second down to set up the third down that he then converted like 80 percent of the league is gonna throw that ball because they're not sure if the guy is gonna get through and he just was not comfortable with it. And took the sack. That was a huge play. The interception was a huge play. And then that long run that you mentioned after the interception, I was like, man, yeah, if he if he just a buttons that, even he probably you still. I give know, up the man. <laughs> and yeah, he just probably yeah, but just don't give up the score. But you at yeah. least force him to try to walk down the field. And then you had another one where he, I don't think you saw it, but he saw it late and was running towards. Cooper Amari was wide open. You just didn't see. it You can't. I don't know if he was reading another part of the field, but Kylo had went into a full spread to try to get to him. But, he was like <laughs> he was open, but he, I don't even think you had read that. Side he was of trying you. to save his yeah, ass he way. saw it too. And I was like, "Wow, that's wide." Open. I know exactly he what play that was. He didn't see, and I was like, "Wow, that could have been seven points." And then on that drive, you ended up uh, kicking the field goal, and I was like, "Wow, you, you got to yeah. convert those against a guy that." got That
0: goes. was the one right before the so, half. Yep, but that was the one right before that the says, half.
3: Man, it's like the caliber of the games, I mean, it's outside of one, you know, because I got a chance to watch pretty much all of them. Aside from, and even the Cleveland-Cincinnati game was pretty close up until the turnovers in the third quarter. Until the two fumbles. Those two fumbles really changed the game. About three or four plays where you know, a guy makes a guy, you know, makes a decision that changes the game, or in this game doesn't make a decision. Like I said, you know, you ended up with you know, five sacks in that game. Now, most of you, you, most of us You know Would take that Every day of the week But the thing is The timing of them Just wasn't Yeah Leading Mm -hmm. him to getting Four fourth down You know Four third down conversions As opposed to those Being turnovers you know, fumbles, interceptions, things of that nature. You know, that can be the difference between the winner and losing. That's the difference between, like I say it all the time, being decent to good, being good to great. You know, the great players, yeah, they're willing to give themselves up in the pocket and 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 live to fight another down. Because even if you punt, you know, you're forcing that person to drive the whole field as opposed to
0: they punt. gotta they gotta do their part with the ball. Exactly, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's a that's a great yeah. point. That's a great point. And once again, kudos to my boy Carlo. he's going to advance and play. But we gonna see number it. one seeded. We gonna see. It. Yeah. <laughs> We gonna see those number one seeded Tampa Bay Buccaneers who went sixteen and zero in MSR twenty four jugs. From your take, what you see from the matchup, babe?
2: man? I I've seen a lot, but I'm gonna keep it short. Really, I I was watching and watching, and I'm like, wow, like Tim's really throwing this thing, man, and like you really like you, you got Dak rolling, and you no, know, I know what to expect from Kyler. He's got so many just there's so many looks, man, and it's like it's just really hard to beat. We all know that. Now, what's crazy, what was craziest to me was that I didn't see as much of Zeke that I thought I would see. Like, you know, when we played, you didn't give me enough Zeke into that fourth quarter. Once you gave me Zeke, it was trouble. It was trouble. I knew I was in trouble. I knew I could not That's
3: do that. That's fair. Thank you.
2: And so I said, well, if he does that, and I mean, with this passing attack today, this game might be over. And... I mean, I seen where you were struggling. And I said, okay, okay. And then, you know, you guys were talking about the interception, but like, it was a fumble recovery that to me helped the narrative. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just so many things this, that really helped um, in this win. And I mean, you guys both played mistake free football, really, besides those two little oopses for you. And it was really a hard game to watch for me because I was like, man, they're like, I haven't had success against both of you guys. Like, I've been able to say against almost every person we've said, hey, here's my little successes. You know what I'm saying? Against each one of them. You guys both kind of put me in my place in in ways. And so, like, watching that, I was just learning a lot. And that division you guys got over there is crazy. Like, I don't don't envy either one of you guys, man. Kylo is a beast. This matchup with uh, the Bucks is going to be, I mean, the league, the whole league better be watching. Like, we should have 64 viewers in there. You know what I'm saying? There's waiting list guys, uh, the lounge, everybody. Better be <laughs> that game.
0: One can dream, baby. Believe that I, I, I'm with you on that one. Nah, you know one what I'm saying? saying like, it has to
2: be. It, it has to be watched. I mean, for even just a simple fact, like I watch. I watch the best players we have. I, that's who I watch mostly. I watch bad players too. I mean, we don't. It, it's crazy. I can't
3: even lay like like and play You perk up for them. the big ones. You perk up for the big games. But the guys that are bad in see here, them. man, they you've seen other are leagues. Good everywhere like, else. Maybe they ain't that bad. It's just our league.
2: I'm in a whole playoff game in another league. <laughs> <laughs> ain't sniffed the playoffs in our league. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that lets you know. You know what I'm saying? I let you know. You know what I mean? And I mean, you know, I got guys that, that think they're ready for this league. I mean, they. Watch that game and then let me know how ready you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean they, they're yeah. listening. they are listening. You know what I'm saying? I don't give them an assignment. Listen to the N D P. So, you know, watch that game and let me know if you really think you ready, you know, about this life. You know, I mean there's a lot of killers in this movie, you know, so yeah, for sure. I mean for sure. I mean hats off to both of y'all. I mean, that was such a good game. Yep, good for I, them, for sure. I couldn't even comment too much, bro. I was in I was I was in that and just kind of just taking notes, you know, you guys are both yeah. amazing you and i mean i can't wait to see the next however many seasons to come of that matchup it's gonna be amazing
0: yeah it's gonna be fun it's definitely gonna be a fun uh a fun ride this cycle man going up against Kylo, I, I once i knew i was definitely taking the cowboys i was ready for it. that those are the ones I, I i look forward to the most of course i you know this first season i said i wanted to uh you know definitely uh perk up a little bit for playing number one but when i play kahlo man it's, it's definitely fun because I me mean, he he now we we also talk offline from time to time but you know we just both love to get after it and we're very competitive We're you know we he, he's definitely a cerebral user i i consider myself to be cerebral i like to look third second and third level on a lot of different things um and he even told me he even said look man, i could tell that you were doing some homework i could tell that you were you know kind of uh you know scouting just some of the some of the ways some of the ways you attacked me some of the ways that you uh played me on, on certain downs and this is like i could tell that you were paying attention um and that was becoming uh something that he focused on but one thing i'm gonna leave with before we uh before we go Move to the final topics zeke was a focus in the offense the problem was uh he wasn't able to do too much and that was 16 carries on 58 yards so usually when i get 16 carries Fletcher yeah Cox. <laughs> and he threw <laughs> <Right. every game laughs> Flet- Fletcher in the middle was in week a week always a problem
3: man nah.
0: he, he wrecked the whole first game Fletcher is a big reason why i lost the first game because he just literally wrecked a couple of big drives when i was in the I red zone so, seven, uh, i called
3: the showdown game week 17 and whatever Kylo was trying out in week 17, he did not use in the wild card game because I was like, that was not the same two defenses. So Fletcher Cox ended up being a huge difference in the wild card game because I was thinking, like, man, if Kylo run defense looked like that in the wild card game, I might not have to worry about playing him because it wasn't good. But then you could see where he had made adjustments and clearly watched that game back. Um, yeah. Zeke, yeah, Zeke. I mean, I, I saw where you made attempts to get him involved, but then you can see like on certain plays, like he knew what was coming too. Like that, that was kind of, that's why it'll be interesting to watch how it evolves where you have the adjustment to the adjustment. So you see a guy runs a play, the guy adjusts to it, and then, you know, that user still wants to run that play. So then they add two or three plays into that formation that they can they yep. can utilize too to be able to to counter that So. You know, that's um, yeah. long term. Yeah. It felt like I was watching a, a legitimate like playoff game. like A legit football game. That's Cowboys. how I feel when I play him. That's how I, yeah. I
0: always feel like that's the kind of game, that kind of vibe we have when he plays. It's like we're really getting after. We're really trying to figure out how can we get the one up on each other. Yeah. um. And and just and, and, and I said this was last thing, but this is going to be last thing for sure. I didn't run a single trap play or a single counter play. And both of those are staples in my run game. So that's when I knew when I look back at the matchup, I was like, he definitely got me out of some things, even though I wanted to showcase the passing. But those are plays within my run book, and I don't care who's listening to it because you still gotta stop it. But that's yeah. that's what I like to do. Like that's what I like to I love to get some misdirection. I like to get my 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 guards and my tackles to pull and try to get you know them in, on uh, the second level so I can kind of create that space because that's been where I've been successful all year. Zeke's got over 2,100 scrimmage yards. Keeping it moving and also want to thank our sponsor, Lee Crawler. Lee Crawler, you can find them on the web at leadcrawler.com as well as on Twitter, at LeagueCrawler. LeagueCrawler is a Yelp-style directory of leagues and players submitted by their community uh, to help make the sports gaming community a better place to play. Their rating system allows any LC member the ability to find any league or player they know on Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC, and submit a rating and comments to their site. If you ever ran or been in a league, you know that it's hard to find a good league to join or even harder to find good members to add to your league or community. With LC, you now have a tool to find a league you want to join or a player that wants to join your league. So once again, shout out to Crawler for being the official sponsor of the MSR and the MSR Network. Fellas, we've been going after it. That was a hell of a recap. Let's keep it rolling before we get up out of here. We're going to talk about who took a step back and who maybe put themselves a little bit up a notch with this first season here in Madden 21. Who took the step up jugs? I'm going to talk to you. That
2: got first. Um, I'm going to go with a guy named Cody. I mean, we all know who he is. Um, he's going to be my he's going to be tied with my my guy who stepped up because I believe that I didn't, I never thought that I would see Cody be able to turn a quarterback that bad into what he's going to be and what he is. And so um, you know, I'm going to give him props on that, man, because really I don't think that like a lot of guys would have liked to have that task, let alone complete it, you know? And so Cody's definitely my guy, and then, I mean, you guys is probably going to say I'm caping for my mans, but Rico. Rico was in here balling this year, y'all. I know a lot of guys ain't going to hear me on this, but he really was stepping up with that sorry team he got, and I think that Rico definitely deserves a little bit more respect on his name, but he's going to have to earn it by getting in the playoffs and really hurting some people's feelings. Uh, Rico definitely, uh, I think he, I don't know if you guys know the trades that he's gone and, and made, and. All the things that he's doing in this uh, as a GM, like that's going to be a huge difference for him in the season two and and beyond. And I think that we're not going to see. So those are my those are, that's my tie guys that stepped up this year.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I, I like the Rico pick, and I actually was someone that I was thinking about because Rico definitely took a step up in terms of being one of the guys that can kind of contend, especially in the AFC North. Now he's going to have to go up against King. He's going to have to get better as the cycle wanes. That's something that he's going to have to uh continue to improve on he's got to try to get that decision making going especially the defensive side he's got to be able to call the right plays at the right time he's, he's one of those guys that can really fall in love with the man blitz against users that will tortured. it so you got to be able to have a good mix and balance of when you want to call those blitzes, because there's not that many teams that zero blitz in the middle of the field like some guys do. And that's I think that's another step that some users have to take. And I think Rico's one of those guys. Uh, Kylo, I'm going to come to you, man. Who, who you have as a, as a that took a step up And Oh, so, I'm sorry. Let me not even go. There. OK, Kylo, I'm going to come to you, man. Who took a step up and who took a step down?
1: Hmm. so I'll, I'll go with the uh, the positive. Let's, let's go with the who took this a step up first. Um, there's a few people I consider here. Um, I personally would consider Wakanda's season to be somebody who took a step up. Yeah, I mean, he, I really didn't see a whole lot from that Steelers team that he had in Madden 20. I mean, he had, was dealing with a rough roster uh, to start, but I mean, he wasn't anywhere close to... As unstoppable as he looks with this Tampa Bay Bucks roster, and on top of the roster that he has, he's just playing out of his mind. Forty points for, only 20, twenty-one against. It's just insane. Um, another one I want to mention a little bit off the radar. That's one. That one's a little obvious. Um, I would say Dub. Now Dub was in the playoffs before like a few that. times. I like that. A few times, and and and, and you know, it mattered twenty. But I mean, he had a really rough start to the season and ended up turning around and finishing nine and seven. But that's not the only thing. He played a very, very I was gonna tough say, schedule. Yeah, that was a
3: good part he of the He played a very tough me. schedule.
1: Uh, I agree, I definitely agree. And he beat some of these users too. He played uh, the Saints when TJ was here. He lost to him barely. He played Wakanda and only lost to him by a touchdown. Yeah, he played team. Cody and lost him by a touchdown. He beat Tom. He beat me by a considerable margin I wasn't wasn't even close in that game to be honest he beat uh, another potential playoff contender in another year or two rhino I mean you look at his schedule and that schedule is not easy he played some of the best guys um who give a lot of these users a lot of a lot of issues and he is just one of those users where if you sleep on him he will come in and and you know he'll, he'll kick your ass he will and I've seen it firsthand um in our game where uh, i slept on him a little bit to be honest mm-hmm. and he came in and he kicked my butt and that paid for it so that's just a testament to the users that we have here that someone at nine and seven can really you know turn their season around like that with that schedule i didn't even mention that he played taco forgot about that yeah uh, yeah exactly the the yeah exactly and to come out nine and seven and just be right on the outside of making the playoffs i mean he was very very close Um, is a a really good testament to him. So I think he is one of the more off-the-radar ones I'd pick.
0: Yeah, I like the Dub pick because Dub was a guy that I've championed a few times here on different showdowns and NDPs that, you know, he's a great team builder, but he's also a good adjustment guy. He likes... The thing with Dub is, is the turnovers. It's always been the issue with Dub. When he turns the ball over, he usually loses. But when he's controlling the pace... He's not turning the ball over, and he's being efficient. Dub is one of those guys you can put in a bunch where he's on. He is on, like you said, Kylo. He will kick your ass. He will bust you down if you come out there sleeping uh, and, and think it's going to be one of those. Just I'm gonna get a dub real quick. I don't matter how I get, it, I'm gonna get the W because Dub's definitely gonna make you pay for that. Uh, Wakanda. Before I wrap it up, what, what do you got as a guy that took a step up, or, or someone that maybe took a step back?
3: I mean, for me, I like I. The reason why I didn't say Dub is just because looking at his schedule um and considering that he hadn't played a whole lot i I wouldn't consider him for this just because I think that with the more I won't say easier schedule but not as crazy schedules what he had I think him and Cody actually could end up having better season season two so I didn't I didn't really consider him I do think that's a good choice um to me I think the answer is number one uh, when you look at you guys um, schedule and who you guys play, and to factor in that he's playing four games against Tim and Kylo with that roster to start um, in a season one in the in, in our caliber of a league to have eleven wins and you know
0: and went three and one against us yeah this and he
3: you went three and one in those games have eleven wins and then he played a really competitive game against a two time defending champ um, I think that's somebody that you know if he has a better roster or is in a better divi- a different division you know he wins the division. So um, he was somebody that like I said before, you know, watching him and play in other leagues, like with that division with DK, Tom and, and Kyle, like, yeah, of course, that guy's going to end up with eight to 10 wins because you're playing six games against those three. You know what I mean? So, you know, a good user would settle for four and two against those six against in those six games. So um, I thought he was somebody that did really good. I think, um, you know, the thing for him is going to be, the development of Haskins, um, if he if he cares to develop develop Haskins, because I really think even though he doesn't want to throw the ball, if he's going to like challenge the upper guys and and really become a serious contender, he will need to add that to his game, particularly throwing the ball outside the numbers. And I think developing the quarterback is the easiest way to do that. Um, as far as somebody who took a step back, I think the obvious choice is Joey. I mean, he said at the beginning of the cycle he's going to win that division easily. He basically was saying like he'd win it the whole cycle, um, and uh, after the showdown against Little Bear, he was I think which was Week Ten if I'm not mistaken. Y'all can check me he on. He lost
0: that. six in a row.
3: He had one he had was six and three. He won fifty two to three if I remember correctly. Game was a snoozer. He basically got it out of the way. That was, you know both of them had been talking back and forth leading in the lead up to the game. You know he goes on show, showdown and performs. You know he dominates fifty two to three. And I think that was the last game that he won uh, to close the season out. Um, so, obviously, we have new ownership in Miami now, but I, that would be the person I would say took a step back. Um, some guys to consider as well. I mean, really looking at, like, the rest of the the teams and the rest of the leagues, I don't really, I mean, and the rest of the divisions, I don't think anybody took a super huge step back. I did expect more from Hoff. He was another one that I, I thought was How good Cleveland's roster is to start But in that division, I thought King I did think King was the best user in that division Um, I hadn't really seen Rico play a whole lot And I didn't think, you know, Faco was that great So I did think that Hoff, because the roster was better To at least start with one of the divisions So I was really surprised that he didn't But I wouldn't say that was a step back So I think, you know, those would probably be my two choices As far as the rest of the league And I think everybody reasonably was kind of where they were supposed to be now, if you would have told me before the season yeah. that, you know, out of Kylo, Tim, and number one, that Kylo would have finished third in the division, I wouldn't have believed that. But I also thought it was going to be a pretty competitive division. So I don't really have any other ones offhand that kind of uh, stick out to me besides those two. Yeah, the thing with Hoff that that, that that people kind of forget about was he played a such
0: a good chunk of the season without OBJ. And I think as Hoff is like, has been known to be kind of you know, kind of an aggressive passer. He wants to get the ball deep down the field. Uh, he started to lean on Chubb a little bit more after he went 0-5, lost the game against Taco on Showdown. He dialed it back a little bit. He was he already started to develop Donovan Peoples-Jones, who I think is going to be one of the guys we have to look at as one, becoming one of the best receivers in this league because Hoff is on to something with this receiver. He's starting to get him going and he used that injury to OBJ to really develop a solid number two. And now he's even talking about trading OBJ because he's found out what he's got in this young guy he can clear up some cap space and try to do some things in some other positions i'm excited to see how that blossoms um yeah because he started 0 five for him to still make the playoffs winning nine of his last 12 um nine of his last 11 excuse me that was that was something i kind of forgot about you just kind of looked up it's like damn hoff is in the playoff yeah, mix? In what the the playoffs, hell? Yeah. so yeah so that that was that was that was dope in his own right so I, I think just for that alone Uh, I can understand Where you're coming from In that Uh, In terms of who took a step back Yeah
3: I I think Joey was Maybe kind of one That you can lean on Yeah I mean he Him being demoted Like he's still in the community He's still in Genesis Um, I think that Ultimately he'll end up back In the MSR So I'm not really I didn't react As strongly as others Had reacted Because I I think that He's somebody that um, At least from the conversations That I've had with him I think cares about the league um, And cares about the community And I think that um, it was a wake-up call for him he definitely seemed like he was surprised but i think that this will be something that will be a learning experience for him and a stepping stone i think it's a, uh, a um just a minor setback for him to step up so i don't i don't think that 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 was the last that we heard from him but as far as for season one i do think that you know that's the the setback because if you look at like other users and other teams like it's either a combination of the user being in a tough division or them being a quality user and the roster, not being good or them being a quality user user, their roster, not being good and being in a division with other good users. So I don't really think there's anybody else that like, I would say is like clearly, clearly, yeah. clearly out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with you being in third, like if you win, you're going to be in the NFC championship game. So even still, that wouldn't be, because you know I do not mean that wouldn't be a step back. Now, if you pulled most of the league before the season, they're not then most of them are not gonna pick you to be third out of y'all three. So um, but as far as like the rest of the league, yeah, guy, it ended up being really tough. Like guys end up being in the division with at least one other good user. A lot of the rebuilding teams, you know, especially with, you know, abilities not being like what we thought they would be, you know, based on what happened in 20 and how in owner mode, obviously there not being as many death scenarios too. Like, I think guys that picked rebuilds were anticipating there being more, you know, dev opportunities. And with them not being as many as the season progressed, like, eventually, you know, skill skill over team does apply. But at some point, having the team matters. You know what I mean? Especially on sim. So, um, I don't think we had any... I think everybody was reasonably either above or below expectations with, with some few outliers. I don't think it was... Was too crazy so it, it ultimately ended up being a really good season i thought it was a really successful first season you know season 24 um i don't know i thought i thought it was really cool i mean the new format's interesting having seven and you know each side and only one team having to buy so we ended up with some really good wild card matchups um and you know some new guys that made it some old faces that are you know around in the hunt again as usual so I, I don't know. I, I as far as like that piece of it, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought overall, the quality of, of the gameplay uh, was a lot better than what it's been to start. Um, to start a cycle, and then the other piece of it too is like I felt like with us waiting a little bit to, you know, for the rosters and stuff, I thought it gave more people time to get acclimated with the game. So I think even though we end up having you know more shootouts and the scoring was really high to start it did start to taper off but i think that was cuz so much so many people got to play the game on the front end too so i don't know i don't think there was really too many uh crazy outliers
0: i'm trying to figure out man we got a we got this you know got a lot of good energy bubbling in genesis right now Wakanda you recently been called up to take over the genesis our ascension league and the msr community um eat more chicken just came up and took over the dolphins as you spoke about the, the change in ownership um, we got some other guys in the pipeline that's been really hot. Uh someone like Pain Train. Um, uh, this jumps out to me. Uh we got J raw back in the community who we know we he can bring uh to the table. And now TJ's back on the wait list. He's looking to get back in the community after he had some, you know, some things to handle. Yeah. Um just give us the post. You know, just ch- check the post a little bit of, of, of Genesis right now, man. What's what's the BPM?
3: Man, I will say for guys, because I know Kylo's not in there, so he's not seeing, but I think Jux can definitely attest to his watching the streams cuz that's really on a, in, as far as what I do with the league with me being the genesis commissioner now that is what I do the most whether it be playing games content or anything else it's really watching the genesis users and i'm just going to tell you guys if we particularly if we have like some guys that haven't been didn't, didn't do well in 24 if they fall off and we add people uh this league we can legitimately end up with a league with like 25 guys that can make the playoffs on a year-to-year basis uh because some of these guys in genesis whether it be them coming from other communities like you know emc coming from to us from the soldin bowl with shout out to you know sean and the rest of those guys in soldin bowl um you know to you know we still have jt we have Rods working his way back he's in the community you know tj just reached out yesterday and, and advised us to get him on the wait list as well to get him back into genesis you know, we still got, you know, DJ, the other DJ that's down there, like we're going to end up in a situation where it could legitimately, we could end up in a situation where we have like three to four divisions with four just top to bottom, really good users. So I'm very excited about um, where Genesis has gone in the last couple of weeks and particularly in the last two weeks. Um, I want to give a special shout out too, if you don't mind, man, to uh, Muck and Red. Um, Muck was the commissioner for the Velocity Tundra community. And he has been really good about referring some of his um, active membership um, to our community, which I've greatly appreciated. And Red also was. That's a big fact. Shout out Muck. Yeah, man. shout out to Muck for that. He's also one of our best uh, watches in our community. If you guys didn't already know that, please subscribe and really support. Man, it's must see TV.
0: That is must see TV. Yeah, must see
3: TV. Man, a, a bunch of guys: Hop, you know Frank, C. Frank, Cody, you know Muck. Um, Ura, Ura is two Uras Ura. back in the
1: community. Oh, like, man, we got back a bunch on the of mic. Guys
3: that are, They're entertaining. That's that's the adjective I'll choose to use. But, um, also wanted to shout out Red, too. He's been really good about, um, advising us about members that are coming into the community and, and recommending guys. So I'm very excited about Genesis, man. We've got, um, we got depth as far as talent on the six. We've got guys that are providing the content. We've had a little mishap with some of the Twitter accounts, which we've getting sorted out. And I know Tim, you have made an announcement earlier in the day about that. We are getting that rectified and taken care of. But even then, we've got guys that are taking, you know, initiative with different projects and, and reaching out to me almost on a daily basis about um, different things they can do to make themselves stand out in the community. We've had great participation in our league events, um, which hint, hint, wink, wink, MSR guys, you guys should be doing that as well. Um, I'm excited that when I'm calling games and checking the viewership that it's over half of it is usually our genesis guys they're showing up and showing out for us which i really appreciate Genesis guys be on it yeah so my guys have been on it so um uh, pain you OGs, train i see you boy yeah pain is i don't think pain has missed the stream yet so shout pain out ain't missed one yet so, <laughs> he
0: about to take the falco comment yeah. as as always because falco was always in yeah. the chat i think pain train pain, is one of those guys pain, man
3: you might be right pain i think has been in pretty much um all of them skywalker's another guy that's in a lot of our events we're gonna try to oh get the showcases back up and running um so it's gonna be exciting man and then obviously with joey coming down like that adds another really good really talented user you know that's gonna be in the community working you know trying to work his way back up we're gonna have a situation man like i said if you're not doing what you're supposed to you know as a member of the msr community like i said it's a privilege man you don't it's not just a right that you just hear and by osmosis you just get to you know, keep your spot. You need to continue to contribute and 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 add and bring value to the community. We've got guys that are are more than chomping at the bit to get back, man. So I'm I'm very pleased with where we're at with the with the with the gameplay, with the accountability. With uh, we've been able to add some new members to the staff as as well. I want to shout out I and Taco uh, who have both joined the Genesis stats, uh, staff. They're both going to be um, the reps for each conference. So. Um, I is right. arguably our most active right there, man. member of our community. He engages with almost anybody's content. He's in almost all the league events. Um, he's active. He always, you know, plays his games, obviously. And then Taco, you know, basically our de facto league historian. Um, if you want to ask him about anything <laughs> that has no anything bullshit. to do with football, no bullshit. Prehistoric <laughs> Taco TV. Boy. Taco is your guy. <laughs> um, he broke out the. Uh, I didn't even know that anybody in the league knew the order of the championships, but Taco, without hesitation, I, I like that though because I, I like stuff like that. I was like, wow, he really knew that off the top. So, yeah, man, uh, Taco keeps teams, us you know, on point members, with that. So, they both have been instrumental judges, obviously, still our scheduling admin and making sure that we, you know, are matching on time and that games are getting played and police and that. So, I'm really grateful, man, to be surrounded by people that care about this community as much as I do and are willing to do something about it because it's one thing to say something it's another thing to do and two things is for certain, man. If, you know, money talks and as they say, bullshit walks. So I'm really excited that we have, you know, guys in the community that are, are excited to be here that are happy to be here and are and making, making strives to continue to improve it. You know, anytime you join something, you want to leave a positive impact on them. I, I really feel confident that we've got, you know, the call-up list right now only has four or five but we've got about six to seven guys to maybe even eight guys now where, you know, I would be comfortable with their gameplay if they if they were called up. So it just kind of shows – it's kind of reminded me of when I kind of joined back because it was a bunch of us that were moving up at the same time. And um, it's raising the standard. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. But I, I feel like we're in a really good place.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think we're rolling at the right time um, with the right crew. And it's been like that for the last, I'll say – you know, every I say it's like almost every three, four MSR seasons, we get a good nucleus of guys in Genesis that are really bubbling, whether it be guys that are returning or new guys that just found about about the community referrals. I mean, the whole now another person I want to shout out for a referral is TJ. Yep, which is why TJ always going to have a home here. Uh, he's got a, a league that he's been a part of, CPML, and those guys have started to come over and he's been putting some of the good ones in the community uh been very you know active and staying in contact with us throughout this whole ordeal but he's now ready to roll and he's still got a few guys that he's brought into our uh circle and i want to shout him out for that uh but yeah genesis is rolling right now adding the taco and an eye really helps you know keep the whole room together because it was just you and jugs for a few days and you know I, i know those guys have have shown themselves to be very reliable and valuable uh in different you know responsibilities that they've taken on uh but yeah that that's what's going on in genesis that's what's going on in msr man a lot of things happening right now when the playoffs msr genesis is getting there we got a couple more weeks before we're into the playoff there so that's gonna be fun kylo jugs i'm gonna let you guys wrap us up with any final thoughts jugs what's up man
2: man i'm just excited for everything's going on um i love that you guys shout out uh those Genesis boys, you know, them dudes really pulling in. They, you know, they put in some work, man, you know. You know, we, um, we're we we're, we're proud of you guys. Keep doing what you do. You know, don't hang your head low. There's always an opportunity, you know. Um, that's all I really got to say, man. I'm, I'm excited for next season, too, in MSR. I'm also to go ahead and take some, uh, you know, I'm going to take a pint of blood off of somebody. Somebody going to die.
0: Just, just finish the fourth quarter, judge,
2: that's ask, Jesus. Baby. That's all. That's hey, look, look. <laughs> I got to start doing what I, what I was doing for a minute. I just got to blow you out, so I ain't got to worry about the four- right, <laughs> man. You got, nice. you
0: got to get to that and stop taking the gas off the gas off the uh, taking foot off the gas, man. You have a habit of doing that. You forget about it. You start definitely. smoking. Just, just stop, man. Just focus. Yes,
2: finish the game. <laughs> definitely, definitely.
0: Finish Literally. the game, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Kylo, what's up, man? What you got for us?
1: yeah i mean i feel like this has been a very good season i feel like for sure there was complaints before and you know in seasons past about the gameplay being suspect that's maybe a tribute to the abilities the way they were last cycle but it's also kind of just the gameplay that we were at i think everybody's kind of straightened up a little bit and i think we're all doing a better job of policing ourselves and it's been a very enjoyable season overall probably i mean honestly it's been the most enjoyable season uh that i've been here and i'm obviously i haven't even had a successful season uh really really successful season this season so it's been, it's been fun.
0: All right. Yeah, yeah man. Right. It's, it's been a fun one, MSR24. Mine is officially over, but we still have a few more guys in the dance, two of them here on the NDP show, with that being King of Wakanda and the Bucks, as well as Philadelphia with Kylo and those Eagles. Man, what a great show this was, and I appreciate everyone for listening to us here on the MSR Network. This was another edition of NDP episode 29. Hope you got everything about the league that you needed, man. Playoffs, Genesis, who's up, who's down. We got a lot going on. Stick around, stay tuned, subscribe, follow us here on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. Got a lot of things going on here in the MSR myself the host and commissioner msr tembo as well as the genesis commissioner king of wakanda Kylo, who does a little bit of everything producing whole nine content and the jugs man jugs all oh, reliable man jugs is always here in the cut giving us the smoke giving us all the good knowledge we appreciate everyone for joining us here for ndp we up out of here we catch you guys on the next episode